Hello everyone. It's been a minute. We took a little vacation. Not really. We just got busy with work. But I'm just so tired. I know. Life is exhausting lately. Welcome to an episode of Late Stage Capitalism Ruins Everything. Yeah. We've changed, we pivoted the podcast. So sorry. We're drinks and kinks. Yeah, that's fair. That's senior. I'm Bird. Hi. Hi. On drinks and kinks, we drink a little, we kink a little. We stink a little. We stink a little. Ah, you know what? You're not wrong. Yeah. Okay. ASF? Yeah, why not? Okay. Hi, I'm Bird. I'm your girl. <laughs> I'm 39. She, her. My fuckery. Oh, ASF, for those who don't know, is age, sex, and fuckery. Sorry, I skipped over that. Age, 39, sex, she, her, fuckery. I am heteroflexible, poly, and partnered, married to senior. I'm a bratty middle, primal prey sub, and I love ropes. Okay, senior. What do you got? Um, senior. I'm 40 something. One. 41. Every episode, in case you guys haven't listened to previous episodes, <laughs> that happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying not to remember much about my existence. Or being uh, trapped in this room. I mean, I'm not trapped. I could leave at any time. And yet somehow I've convinced you to stay. <laughs> I mean, there would there would be consequences. I am aware that there will be consequences. Yes, there will be. <laughs> Please. Uh, what's your fuckery? <sighs> How do you identify? As a husk. I, I'm just a husk. We are super husky today, aren't we? <laughs> I'm just so sad about the world. Husky husks. And existing mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. The existential dread is very real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like ropes and hitting people with things. Yeah. that That's. Polly, but I'm bad at it. You're not bad at it. I just don't have the effort to put in. It's a lot of work. And the area that we live in is a little bit of a cesspool. I have to edit that out. Not at all. <laughs> Why do you think that gives us away yeah, too much? Yeah, yeah. People are going to be like, I know exactly where they are. <laughs> I know exactly. I have pinpointed it on the map now. <clears throat> yeah, it could be. I mean, I don't, I also just am not interested in, in like being a stupid white guy on dating apps. There's a lot of those. Yeah. I'm, I'm it s- makes it worse. Like <laughs> sitting, you hear me talk sitting, about it. Sitting shotgun to your experience <laughs> and many of the other uh, people that I talk to frequently, mm-hmm. I just for I would just will forego the opportunity. Just it ain't it. Yeah, I don't know if I told you this, but recently I was hanging out with a mutual friend of ours, and she was like, "Are you a feminist?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "What kind of feminist?" And I was like, "Well, I'm not the man hater kind. I just hate men." Oh, oh. Yeah, okay. Fine. Yes, whatever. Yeah, so that doesn't help. Because every person Uh, that drops into my DMs or my matches, I'm like, oh, no. Garbage. Garbage. Well, it's one thing to start. I mean, you're you're obviously starting with kind of a shitty attitude. Yeah. 
which is fair given the experience. But then they immediately just say one, two, seven words and then confirm everything. Yeah, that is precisely it. It'd be different if they didn't just immediately confirm everything. Yeah. But you haven't had much luck on the dating apps. Well, I think the last time you tried was like two years ago. Yeah, because you want to know why? I f- even I fuck it up in one to seven words. Yeah, you're better in person. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Sorry. for the encouragement. <clears throat> Appreciate that. You're you're you. Yes, you're a, yeah. you're much better in person. No, I'm great in you're person. You're charming. You're I handsome. Don't. You're lovely to look at and oh. be around, and your energy is really good in person. However, on a screen, you don't respond. You have eighty-seven That's unread untrue. messages. That is untrue. I have eight hundred and seventy-seven <laughs> unread messages. <laughs> yeah. So online, I imagine that it is even tougher, especially for someone who doesn't know you, to try to like, hey, hi. Well, yeah. I mean, in person is great because I just lead with my extremely handsome, good looks, and then wait for my opportunity to say something witty. You are cute. And funny. Yeah, that is true. It's like, you know, it's better to just let people think that you're an idiot than to open your mouth and confirm it. Confirm it, Mm -hmm. right? It's true. So you're, but you still identify as Polly. I guess. I mean, I'm Polly on paper. How about that? Yeah, just not in practice. (laughs) Sure. Fair enough. I suppose if someone worthy. I could do whatever I want. I'm just too tired to. <laughs> you're, I'm, I'm laughing because I agree. <laughs> I know. Okay, so you're just you're, just following your shenanigans is fucking exhausting, and I don't even have to like get the fuck up and go on these mm-hmm. terrible dates. Yeah, I did match recently with a couple, which I never ever ever do. It even says on most of my profiles, I'm not looking for a unicorn nor to be one. This mm-hmm. is the one profile that it I didn't have room. My character limit ran out. She's pretty. She's, and they date separate too. Just give her my number. She's a size queen. What does that mean? She wants like 14 foot wieners. Uh, oh. Yeah. I know. I did the same thing too, especially when he fourteen foot <laughs> fourteen <wieners>? footers. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, she's she was very pretty, and so I was like, you know what? Listen, I'm not opposed to this one. I would. I don't think that I would very purposely go out and uh, seek a throuple. But, but that probably means that that man's penis is too large for you. I've seen it, and it is. I. That is the one thing that I'm like, oh, you guys are cute, but that's way too big for me. Like. There comes a limit where it's, it's too much. It's what, how, where else are you going to put that? There's only so much room in there. I mean, the room isn't the issue. It's the, it's the tearing. That also is an issue. And that's not my favorite thing. And that's why physical therapy has been fantastic. Fun fact, pelvic floor physical therapy is amazing. I highly sing its praises. I suppose it is getting better. It is. It is getting better. So yeah, matching with this couple, I'm like, I don't know. Her thing, her shtick too was like hetero flexible. And I was like, okay, relatable. Plus she's cute. I was like, oh, I'd make out with her. But I never, I never would consider hooking up as a thruple. That's just, yeah. No, yeah, no, that's not your idea. But also I'm I'm trying to be slutty too. Yeah. 
Well, good good luck with that. Thank you. Yeah. Wishes and dreams. <laughs> um, Do you want to say any of your other identifiers? Like what? Are you straight? Are you heteroflexible? Are you gay? I mean, I'm straight. We've, we have gone over these things. I'm just, I'm pretty fucking lame. Cis white, hetero male. Okay. That's your ASF. That only took us 10 minutes to get through. I know. This is, <laughs> this is how you make quality fucking content. All right. Mm-hmm. You don't just take a four to five second thing and do it in four to five seconds. You take a four to five second thing and you say funny shit and you draw it out to 10 minutes. Yeah. Boom. Profit. Hello. Welcome. Hi. You are now a podcaster. Perfect. All right. What's our drink this week? This week we have Little Beast Brewing Organ Crafted Czech Style Dark Lager. Yeah, we're I love this brewery. I gotta give them a lot of credit. They've got some really good stuff. It's a very, very beautiful can. It looks like a Spanish tile. Oh, it kinda does. Would you say? Uh yeah. It's very pretty. It's a five percent dark lager. And Little Beast is out of Portland. Oregon. Delicious. Splooshed. Are we sharing a cup today? You get can, I get cup? I'll take cup because I like to do... What are you doing? Oh my God, that's not how you pour? Oh my God. Yeah, you're supposed to pour beer hard. You pour it so hard, it's all over the table. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Oh my. Okay. I I know how to... You don't. (laughs) You don't. I know how to enjoy a dark... I'm Check lager. Just watched you. You, you need to. The pour table hard. is enjoying it more than you are right now. No, it's <laughs> not. It's you. a little bit. Don't let her. That's eighty percent head right there because you poured it so hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, it pooped its pants. I'm all about eighty percent head. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a cheers. Skull. See, look at that. Look at this porous head. That see with that. This is. Flavors erupting right now. That's good. I like that. The the true flavors of that have just ejaculated into my mouth. Oh my god! Oh, what are you looking for? A napkin? The one that I asked you to bring over earlier? No. (laughs) (laughs) Here, I'll just take my shirt off. Oh. Okay, today, what our weekly update? Oh, I I, I got to update everybody on the catastrophe that was the last person that I was very interested in, and then that went south really quickly. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to be mean about it, but it did not go well. He's. It sort of took a turn toward to. It took an alt right turn. <laughs> yes and no. I I'm yeah. I'm all for people who are struggling because hi aren't we all? No one's perfect, no one's completely put together, but um when your mental health is so bad that it's causing me to have mental health breakdowns, that's where I have to draw the line. So I just had to put my foot down and just be like this isn't working and so that was unfortunate because i really liked him and that was like a fun situation that could have actually been really great but 
if you're not taking proactive steps towards your mental health, then it's, it's really hard for me to get drug along with that. So yeah, there's, there's my miniature update on that. I've been talking to some people on Bumble and shit and the couple that I've been, I recently matched with. I also found, they found me on FetLife. Well, I offered my profile name. They didn't like search Mm. me out. I was like, Hey, let's be friends. And so now I have seen his wiener. (laughs) Welcome to FetLife. We're the land of wieners where that's all you will ever see is just penises. Peni. It is a veritable cornucopia of peni. It is a collection for sure. A plethora. <laughs> a plethora of peni. Yes, yes, it is. But other than that, and like they live in California, so it's not like they're nearby and I'm going to be able to have any updates about that. But no, that's uh, kind uh, of the only thing that has any potential lately. Yeah, so that's my dating weekly update. But in other news, we went to a party last night. We haven't been to a party in a while. <clears throat> yeah, we've just been so tired. And espresso depresso. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I have at least. I'll lay full claim to that one. That's mine. Yeah. It's hard to get out of bed and find motivation to like do things. So our summer vacation, our like time off from podcasting was like. Bed I, rotting. Yeah, I, I'm going <laughs> to rot. I'm going to be a quilt for the next several weeks. Well, we had the best of intentions and we had ideas. And then as soon as we did have the energy to do it, there'd be like some thing fucking thing that we absolutely could not avoid. There's yeah, there's just unavoidable stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, here we are. So here we are. So we went to, we went to that party last night and that was really fun. It was a very small party. It was very like, just like a close gathering of friends more than like an actual party party. But we got to see some scenes with some friends. Vex and Goddess got to do one that was an absolute blast to just inadvertently be a part of. We were the cheering squad, but I had, (laughs) I admittedly set Vex up for extra punishments because I would mouth off before her scene. So while we were over by the food table, I think I said something. They had a scene a while back. They did sounding, which we can get into. It's um, where you put like a rod into urethra stuff. I'm very curious about it. And so Goddess and Vex had a scene where Goddess did sounding on Vex and they took some video and I was supposed to get to see it. And so while we were standing at the table talking and Goddess was right there, I was like, oh yeah, by the way, you never showed me that video that you were supposed to show me because Goddess told you to show it to me. (laughs) (laughs) So might've got her in trouble just a little bit, but it was fun. It was all in in good play. You were helping. I was helping for sure. Makes the scene way more fun. Yeah, that was a that was a fun one. That was fun, and then you know while they're doing the scene and stuff, we were kind of like egging them on a little bit. And in normal circumstances, I would never have done something like that, like outside of the scene, participated. But because it was, they have there's a they have a different, <clears throat> yeah, they have a different thing going on. They do for sure, and I think that given the settings too, where it's a very close quarters and it's very small number of people just kind yeah. of like hanging out and gathering, then it's. I think a little less cringe to be like, I don't know, quipping with them and egging them on and stuff. So yeah, one of the things that I was super impressed with is a listener slash 
dear, dear, dear friend of ours slash our baby, our non-binary non-child, <laughs> decided to go to their first party last night, and that was hanging out with us. Yeah, they're a thoddler now. They're a thoddler. They're all grown up. <laughs> when I said that, they laughed real hard. You said thoddler? I said thoddler before we were leaving. I was like, you're all grown up now. You're a thoddler. And I got a good chuckle. <laughs> Next, um, next up is a they-nager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chaos is one of my favorite people because I've watched them blossom so much over the year that we've known them. It, it's cool to see the transformation and like how much they're growing as a person. And so, so brave, so brave. And to just jump right in and be like, I want to do a scene. How do I do this? Yeah. How, what do I do to get in this? And, in, in not Taking just initiative, this, like in every aspect that we're aware of yeah. with them. They're yeah. just, yeah, very, it's, very impressive. It's really cool. So shout out Chaos. We love you. We're really, really, really proud of you. And they reached out to Goddess last night and said, I want to do a scene. Is that cool? And so we got to watch their negotiations. Mm -hmm. They sat right in front of us, the two of them, and just sort of like worked it out and decided that they were going to do kind of what I, I feel like is a very similar scene to what I did at Kinkfest with Goddess. Yeah. And then we watched Chaos get their absolute ass beat. And that was fantastic. But one of the things that I noticed was during the scene, Chaos just sort of didn't react. There wasn't a whole lot of movement. There wasn't a whole lot of feedback or anything like that. And given that the previous scenes that we had watched were very dramatic, very animated, animated. Yeah. And then the following scene was Vex and goddess and Vex is very animated. I had a conversation with her this morning about it and she brought up a really good point. Like there is a certain level of theatrics that sort of go along with these scenes that do make it interesting. They make it interesting for the receiver. They make it interesting for the giver because if you don't move and you don't respond and you don't flinch and you don't react, there's not a whole lot to go off of. And so there's, there's, yeah, there's not, there's not a lot of data coming back. Yeah. Feedback coming back to, to a top that way. So it reminded me that when I was doing my scene with goddess, I was doing the same thing. I wasn't reacting a whole lot. I was just sort of absorbing the information and going, Oh, that's how that feels. Oh, we're switching over to this. And my brain is kind of processing this stuff. And maybe it's a neurodivergency sort of thing, or maybe that's how a lot of beginners deal would, with this. I would say that's a beginner thing. You know, you're you're just trying to understand what the sensations are like, what the different implements feel like, how your body reacts, how your mind reacts, and all those things. And then as you, you know, this is like anything. Is there's skill involved and there is experience that you gain and you kind of level up. And the, you can tell the people that are more experienced in a higher level, they're, they're performing. They're not just like... You know, it is. Yeah, it is a gauge for what this feels like anymore. For all intents and purposes, this is along the lines of role playing and you have a role that you are playing and this is your stage that you're performing on for everyone to watch. That's there watching your scene, you know, or maybe if it, you're doing it in a bedroom, your stage is a very small set and it's just, you know, the two people or maybe you've got an extra in there or whatever. 
but and it you, still becomes then it's just you know whether you're observed or not it's still just play yeah but it's a performance of sort yeah you know you've got um i, I don't want to reduce it down to acting and this is all just like fake and made up and not real because the experiences are very real however i think the yeah when the shit hurts yeah but allowing yourself to feel vulnerable enough to vocalize or to squirm around or to have reactions outwardly takes a little bit of settling in and so maybe your first time you're you might end up like chaos and myself where we just kind of sit and uh, absorb and say like yes that hurts no that's great no i don't like that one and you don't really like flinch or move or squeal or react or anything like that and then once you kind of get settled in after that first round you feel more comfortable to make noises or squirm around or whatever but yeah watching the dichotomy of these two performances these two shows that we watched where one is very (laughs) well we're 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 saying uh vex was like tied by one hand yeah and moving around a lot and they're like oh there's it's almost like it's almost like dancing and then i was like oh it's sting dancing yeah and i said sting your partner round and round (laughs) uh that was so that was so funny but there's a lot of movement there's a lot of it, it is like a dance with the other person and screaming out and being like no please don't do this and you know the begging and stuff we've heard vex's antics and if you haven't listened to the episode with the ho and tell toy party well worth it to hear the kind of dynamic that these two have it amplifies when you watch them do a scene and do it in person and actually get to be expressive Mm -hmm. with these reactions i think we kind of talked about this last night a little bit too but it feels to like one, there's a couple parts of that one. You're just sort of starting to understand the sensations and what's, what those things feel like. And, and then I, I theorize also that there's a little bit of trusting the safe word. Oh, absolutely. And knowing that if you're sort of inexperienced, you know, because you hopefully trust the person who you're playing with that if you safe word out, that means it's over, but not until you have the experience understanding that by screaming, no, stop, don't, please don't. I don't like this. I don't want that. Don't do that. Isn't going to change what's going on. Yeah. You know, it's hard to want, it's hard to do that and express all of that without fearing that you're going to alter the experience uh, until you've like either safe worded a couple times and understand that that's where that's the only change that that you're gonna make to the situation. Yeah, you you mentioned this last night too when I was kind of reflecting back on my scene with Goddess and saying, you know, I'm not necessarily like embarrassed about how I did my first scene, but it was very interesting to be able to see it from an outside perspective and almost watch it with someone else being the receiver and you had brought up the safe word thing. You said you haven't had an experience like that. And because the one time that I did do the safe word, it wasn't acknowledged in in the the way that it should have been. And so trusting that someone is going to be able to acknowledge that safe word and go, Oh, you don't want to do this anymore. Okay. Or let's slow down and take a quick 
pause and and reassess when you have scenes with someone and start to build that trust, then you are able to kind of let go and be able to be expressive and say, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that, that does sting. Oh, Oh no. Oh, the the sting, the pain, the suffering. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's, I think that's like part of what we wanted to bring up too, is that there's like, you know, being struck in this thing, like there's some thought as a bottom or a submissive is to how do you want to be? Yeah. Like, do you want to... How do you want to feel? What's the goal? Yeah. And, like, the vocalizing can help. Yeah. And we can help get you in that space more, too. Yep. But it helps the top, the dom, however, whoever you're playing with, it helps them understand, too, what you're enjoying, what you're not enjoying. Vex brought up a really great point when we were talking, and maybe we can do some more conversations with, you know, Vex and Goddess and and their feedback on this, but Vex brought up a really good point that goddess knows what Vex's responses are. And so saying, you know, Oh no, 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 please, please, please wait, 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 don't hit me. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. Hold, hold on. Hold on for just a second. Can we <laughs> talk about this? Might I suggest, <laughs> you know, that if suddenly Vex is not doing those humorous, lighthearted, silly, yeah. fun banter, if that changes and maybe she checks out and is just kind of standing there, then goddess knows that that's, there's something wrong, Yeah, you know? And so if you're just kind of laying there and just sort of taking it and zoning out, then there's a chance that she's like, is this wrong? Does this hurt you? Is this bad for you? Yeah. Um, But again, like that, that first time doing it, you don't know, what to do with yourself when you're feeling those things. And so now seeing it from an outside perspective, it makes more sense to me. And I know how to like, I don't want to say change my performance, but act now that doesn't, it's not acting. It's yeah. But there's a difference between like being intentional with the way you act in a situation is not necessarily acting. Yeah. Okay. Well said. I want to go back to something that you said about trusting the person that you're playing with. That, is like a really good segue into vetting because how do you trust the person that you're going to be playing with? Right. You vet them, you figure out who they are as a person. You talk to other people about the person that you're going to be playing with. There's a lot of ways to like make sure that you can trust the person that you're playing with. Stalk them on multiple social media. Absolutely. Hire an FBI agent to follow them around. (laughs) Ask your personal FBI agent to fill you in. Which is easy nowadays. You just type it right into your phone. Or just say it near your phone. (laughs) (laughs) And then your Google searches Both of our FBI agents were just like, huh? (laughs) You rang? Oh, they're talking about us today. Yeah. So to vet someone is, by definition, making a careful and critical examination of something. So you are investigating someone very thoroughly to understand if they are going to be a safe choice for you to make, to play with them. You might even say you want to go on some vates. Vates. Some vetting dates. Some vet dates. This isn't the kind of thing that that probably you should um, do in 15 or 20 minutes and be like, yeah, I'm good. You know, maybe, maybe you're in a, in a place like we're at King Fest or something and there's people putting 
you know, notes on a bulletin board and you don't have the luxury of days or weeks. Yeah. But if you're, if you're in a, a place where it's going to be, for one, that's a very public area. And if something were going to be off, you could probably quite easily find help within earshot. But if you're going to be like, especially alone in a home or somewhere with somebody, probably days to weeks yeah. Worth of vetting is probably a better... I, I would go so far as to say that it's not a terrible idea to vet someone for months even before you play with them. So like pick up play, what you were talking about, the bulletin boards at Kinkfest is I think a really advanced maneuver and someone who's really comfortable in kink. And there are DMs present and, all over. And yeah, uh, dungeon monitors. Dungeon Mustards. Dungeon Masters. Because the, the yellow vest. Yeah. Dungeon Mustards. Dungeon Mustards. Uh, <laughs> dungeon Monitors, DMs around also help make that kind of a safer thing too. But pick up play, going to a party, going to an event of some sort, and trying to just randomly pick someone to play with is is a risk in and of itself. But when you're doing risk-aware choices... You know what you're getting into. You have probably played several times and know what red flags to look for and what questions to ask people before you start getting into negotiating your scene or even making it part of your negotiations before there's, you do your scene. I feel like there's a maybe a couple of shortcuts. I'm sure there is. If you know, like, I feel like chaos did not have to do weeks of vetting because two people that they trust and know very closely but are involved. Theoretically that's vetting. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's third party vetting sort of, well, but I you mean, have to really, it's not even third party vetting. It is part of the vetting process. And one of the people that I matched with on Bumble we got into a conversation about kinks and it's one of my favorite things is to kind of gauge where people are at with their kink level. You go first. <laughs> yeah. You, you tell me what you think you know about kinks. And then I'm going to tell you that I run a podcast for kink education. That's the most and, elitist thing I've oh, ever heard you say. I'm snooty as shit. I don't give a fuck anymore. So this person goes and tells me that they're, hold on. May I? By all means. Oh, boy. You got to have the receipts. I have to have the receipts. Unless he unmatched with me. No, it's still here. Okay. So he had asked, you know, what, what are your kinks? And I said, listen, I have an absolute laundry list of kinks. And before I just start spouting jargon at you, how kinky are you? He says, I'm pretty kinky. I'm more of a soft dom with punishments. I'll push you to the limits. And if we talk beforehand, I will push you past those. That's why communication and being open is so important. I'm open to a lot of things. I'm willing to try a lot of things. This is a red flag situation for me. And this is why I didn't end up pursuing anything further with this person. I will push you to the limits. And if we talk beforehand, I'll push you past those limits. That should not be a part of this conversation with me in this introductory, like, hey, what are your kinks? Unless that is a kink that just sort of is like, I don't know, it's that's too much too soon for me. So I was like, no, something about this doesn't sit right with me. 
And I agree that communication and being open is so important. And I love that he touched on that, but I don't know. There was just something off about this and I decided not to kind of go through with this. Well, there Um, shouldn't ever be past limits. There should be no such thing as past your limits. Right. I agree. And like, you know, pushing you to new levels is one thing, but that's what you talk about beforehand. That's part of the negotiations. So I don't know. There was something like the terminology was just a little bit lacking. I just felt like it wasn't like he's coming across more than what I think that his education level in this is. And so I was like, I don't know. That doesn't feel right to me. I had asked him, what's your aftercare like? And his answer was, my aftercare is mostly cuddling and talking. I've noticed getting water helps a lot. So getting what they need after as well. And I was like, no, your aftercare. Like for, uh, for you. Yeah, he's, he's definitely read the BDSM Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's like, quick, I got to Google this. She's asking me questions. <laughs> he's got it pulled up quick, on his phone quick, in his quick, browser. Quick. Yeah. And then I had made a comment to, I don't play without... Um, vetting and references with a lot of negotiation. I have a big handful of hard limits and some soft limits and a lot of conversation to be had around those things. I'm game for some pretty cool things and open to some collaborative suggestions. And he said, when you say vetting references, do you mean talking to people I've been with to see if I'm telling the truth? And then he added another one. I'm really into forced and multiple orgasms. Uh, All right. Real quick, let me, let me just throw that in there. <laughs> just no space. That's a separate <laughs> message. It's a separate message. Let me entice. Hold on. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I realized that my reluctance <laughs> to provide references and questioning that may have been awkward. Can I offer you many orgasms? Many, and I will force them. <laughs> Can I offer you many rapey orgasms? <laughs> So I said vetting means talking to previous partners for reference and or others in the community that can vouch for you, especially with things like kink that can be dangerous, harmful and or literally kill me. Vetting is the safest way to mitigate that and kink responsibly. Also, I'm not a fan of forced orgasms. (laughs) It's not. It's hard enough. All right. Forced. It's hard enough out here for a girl to just get over the edge in the first place. But if you're going to sit there and concentrate and try to make that the whole goal over and over and over. I'm going to have a really tough time letting go mentally. Well, it's going to fucking hurt too. Yeah. Pleasure don't scare the shit out of me. <laughs> That's not a thing that I want to tangle with. Hard no. Anyway, so he did finally update me on his aftercare. And he said, generally, I cuddle and talk about it for my aftercare. Just sometimes just laying next to each other is enough for me. I'm like, okay, that works, I guess. That is an answer. Yeah. Um, But I think that I'm just looking for more, like someone who has more defined. Like they whip out a fucking Japanese tea set and do a little ritual ceremony. Like what what are your expectations here? You know, we've talked about it several times when we ask guests that are on the podcast and stuff, what's your aftercare like? And they can list off three or four solid Mm. things. I like to eat two and three quarters Earl Grey macaroons. Fuck, those were so good. (laughs) <laughs> you had to bring those up oh, sure because I can't get them anymore. There's no way that I could. I, I mean, we could ask him to make them again. See, I'm a pleasure dom, but just inside of your head. Oh, oh that ruins me. <laughs> well, I don't even know what we were talking about. All I can think about is macarons. Macaron. Macaron. Anyway, 
So this guy's response was, I don't think I've ever had anyone talk to my exes about that. It does make sense though. So it's not necessarily talking to your ex-girlfriends that I'm after my dude. It's talking to other people that you've played with. And I guess coming from like a monogamous place. Mans Mans has exposed himself as only doing things with people that he's been involved with. So, so he's not like, I I don't know. Romantically involved. Romantically involved. Like what's wrong with that? I don't go around fucking playing with other people, particularly besides you. Right. That is true. And being in the kink community, being in the poly community, but uh, let me go back. Polyam community. Since I think that the poly is not, the preferred nomenclature, just as a quick side note. It doesn't seem, it's not normal for you to contact someone's ex-girlfriends and be like, hello, can you tell me what you think about your ex-boyfriend? How did things end with you? When you guys had sex together and messed around together, what what was it like? I mean, if that, had been, if that process has been, had been fucking going on for oh, the last 40, 50, 60 years, men would be fucking acting different. Yeah. Real fucking different up in here. I wish that was the norm. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I think that that's one of my favorite things about the kink community is that you have an opportunity to talk to someone's exes or ex-partners in whatever capacity and be like, tell me, what'd you think? What'd you think about this person? How'd they do for you? Were they a dick? Were they a bad person? Insurgents of the location, location, are we dating the same dude pages <laughs> on Facebook is yes. sort of a iteration of that. Yeah. Which is fantastic. It, because it holds people accountable. Whoops. Yeah. Oops. Oopsie. Here comes your accountability. Oh no. Hold this real quick. These dudes are not Neo from the Matrix when it comes <laughs> to this fucking. <laughs> You've, you, I think that you have enjoyed listening to me relay some of the information from these groups but it's women trying to keep other women safe yeah and it's it, it, beautiful it's holding men accountable for cheating and for playing lying games and lying and, and and just being general abuse yeah just being generally shitty horrible people and giving yeah, fuck them yeah and giving them a platform to be able to share this information I mean, don't fuck them yeah don't fuck but them that they can go fuck themselves yes there you go yeah there is, there's a college that I saw on TikTok recently that has like a spreadsheet going around where women can fill uh, in they, they all of their it past on to hookups. The freshman classes yes. about dudes, yeah, yeah, and it has gone so far that it is hindering jobs yeah. for some of these people because they've been such fuck ups and treated people yeah. so horribly that. It's affecting their job placements where women are like, hey, I went to that school. I saw you on that list. Absolutely not. I'm not hiring you. I know who you are. Congratulations. You're an incel now. (laughs) (laughs) Consequences. Sorry. Sorry. So trying to mitigate that and trying to navigate through this space of like, I don't know you. I'd like to know you, but I think I need to talk to someone who has known you gives you a safety net of previous experiences. And one of my red flags with that abusive ex that I ignored was that when I had asked for references, trying to do my due diligence and trying to be like a responsible kinkster, a baby kinkster at best, 
I had asked and he said, I don't really talk to those people anymore. They're all from out of state. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there, there was no one that I could talk to. Should I couldn't even talk to his wife to vouch for him. And uh, red flags. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you fucked up. I absolutely did. I trusted that this person said what they said with my best, with their best intentions and my well-being in mind. And that is not how that went at all. I think, I think part of it too, is you were, we were starting on this thing. We'd had a lot of conversations. We'd had a, a lot of therapy. We had a lot of things going leading up to this moment. And then before even messaging people began. And then when you start to realize there's like this scarcity of viable opportunities, especially in some smaller areas Mm -hmm. and you get this mindset that you're like, Oh, well, but there's, there's a lot that's like kind of tweaking me out here that, that doesn't feel right. But also what other options? Yeah. What are, what other options are you? You're likely to like lower your standards or overlook some things Mm -hmm. or like that where you should have said like, Oh wait, they're, you don't talk to them. They're out of state. Well, I could talk to fucking Hong Kong instantly right now with this computer that I have in my pocket. <laughs> so I don't give a fuck if they're on the moon. There's still a way to ask. There's still a way to fucking ask. Yeah. And that's going to be a hard no. But what does that Which say you would about probably him? be now. Oh, for sure. Right. Oh, for sure. And that's sure. a lesson that, that you kind of had to learn in a really upsetting way. But there's a PSA. Don't fucking settle because you're in a small area where maybe there aren't a whole lot of options going on. Mm-hmm. Like fucking travel to the nearest biggest city, set your dating app for a larger area. And like, you know, maybe you don't find someone next door that you can hang out with once a week. Well, and it's not like there's anything wrong with long distance. There's a lot yeah. of people who do long distance BDSM relationships. Yeah. Once once a month, once every three month BDSM experience is better than lifelong trauma. Yeah. Yeah. And what does that say about a person too? If they won't let you talk to any of their friends, they won't let you talk to any of their family. They won't let you talk to any of their past relationships or past hookups or past play partners, not a single one of them. Like that says everything that I should have listened to (laughs) right there. But moving forward, I know that if I'm going to be playing with someone, I need to talk to other people in the community. And my standard is you got to have at least someone in the kink community that I can talk to and say, yes, he's totally safe. I played with him many times or, you know, yeah, we played a couple of times. I don't really know him that well, but I had great experiences. We just don't play anymore. Or this is why we ended it. Dude's dude's trash. Don't play with him. If you're on that end where you're vetting someone too, don't be afraid to ask uh, prying and hard questions. Oh yeah. Like that's make it fun. Try to make them like there's, you can learn a lot about a person when you kind of get them off balance and see what they're like when they're uncomfortable and they're not fully in, in control of what to expect out of the conversation. Yeah. And that's where the questions you were asking there were great. We're like, you know, you're kind of being, a little, you're being pretty aggressive. Assertive. And, and assertive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, 
fantastic because yeah. especially especially shitty men who are used to like preying on uh people who don't know any better yeah are not fucking ready for that yeah they're not ready for that kind of attitude i've unmatched with two people recently because they gave me the ick one of them i literally told him you're giving me the ick i'm out and if if it feels wrong to me i have no problem disconnecting from that person when they start throwing those flags where it's like you think that this is gonna fly with me that that might work with other people who don't know that might have worked with me a couple of years ago but i've got boundaries now and i've got ground to stand on yeah yeah listen barbie listen barbie (laughs) such a good movie you're doing really good barbie thanks barbie (laughs) (laughs) and i'm and i'm really proud of you for what you're doing for all these other barbies too i love my barbies (laughs) and my allens Yo, <laughs> yo! I have a deep appreciation for that movie. And for those of you who have not seen it yet, I'm sorry that you don't get these references. 10 out of 10. I'm going to go see it again. I've I mean, seen we it did twice. basically just say the word Barbie 11 times. We sure did. But that is a great example that not every guy out there is a Ken. Not every guy out there is going to be trash or garbage. There are Allens out there. And it is not too late. Alan gang, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but it, it's not too late to like stop and take a look and reassess and go, ooh, this is, I don't want to be a Ken. I don't want to be this person anymore. I'm going to educate myself and do better and be. Try to be Kenuff. Try to be Kenuff. Oh my God. <laughs> Walked right into it. Come on. I got into an easy. online disagreement. With someone. <laughs> which which fucking, which one? Which one, I know. I'm, I'm generally not too mouthy, but I have been lately. I, he was referring to women as females. And my biggest issue is the disrespect for women in general by demeaning them, by belittling them down to a term that is it, it that's it's breeding essentially when you when you're talking about like male and female those are breeding terms right and so just on a very simplistic yeah, I was gonna say we don't I wouldn't call you vagina right hey vagina hey yeah birds vagina yeah no I'm I'm into you all wouldn't. these vaginas over here yeah it's a vagina only tournament it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah let's just not. Yeah, what what's in your pants? I like to just refer to pe- people as people, right? And or human beings. I like to I like to awkwardly refer to people as humans a lot too. Yeah, I know you do. It's kind of cute, actually. I've done it a long time. But you're you're not saying that female human. You're you're just refusing to acknowledge that women are people at that point. So you don't say, hey, male, what's up? You go, hey, man, what's up? We're all, right? we are all more than our junk. Yeah, we are all more than our junk. Okay, I'm digressing. You hella digressed. I don't even Might remember. Might I suggest we fucking ratchet her back on course here? I, I know. I don't even remember why I was bringing that up and why I was getting in an, an online fight. with. Oh, because I brought up the Kens and the Barbies and the Allens and all that stuff. Okay, so I'm, we're going to. Did you see the dude tape a. Bible to a baseball bat smash a Barbie dream house on stage at an evangelical church. No, wow. Yeah. Wow. 
At least they're upfront with their message of patriarchy and toxic masculinity. As an ex evangelical, I um <laughs> disappointed to say the least. I'm not surprised that I am who I am. Oh, he was just red and sweaty. Oh my and god, like, it's so weird. I could picture him procreating. It was bad. Yeah. Okay. I well. felt I felt bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to take a step back because I have totally gone off the rails with this one. This is good podcasting. This is good podcasting. However, I, d- I do want to at least try to get back on, on topic. So going back to the vetting stuff and talking about talking to other people within the community, finding out if they're going to call women females or finding out if they have respect. Oh, humility is where I was going with this. This dude kept defending himself in the comment thread. Now, now that I am back on track and there was a gentleman that stepped in and tried to kind of, he, he played the Allen in this situation and he, came in to defend women and just said, hey man, all of these women are trying to correct you and they're telling you it's offensive to them that you are calling them females. I think that it's a good idea to probably take a step down from your high horse and listen or just, you know, not go so aggressive with your comments. And I'm like, that's the thing is like, that's what makes someone like this Alan character so attractive rather than these Kens is that he had the humility to be like, I didn't realize that it was a problem either, but I'm reading all these comments and now I see that that's, that's definitely not what they prefer. I'm going to listen to what they're asking. That dude's going to get laid way more than the aggressive one going like, (laughs) my people know exactly who I am and what I stand for. And they know that I love females. Okay. I love females. So I've just, anyway, as a side note, I have been on, a war path lately to try to make sure that I'm using less of the word female when describing women and try to refer to them as like actual human beings that matter and have feelings and care. So when you're corporeal entities, also a good way to describe someone ghosts. No, that'd be incorporeal. Oh, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. So not to man, not to mansplain it oh, to you. You did, didn't you? Did I? No, 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 no. That that could have been way worse. You, Is there a you difference between just me. correcting and mansplaining? You, yeah. See, actually, how? Yeah. Can you <laughs> tell me what that actually means? What's the Latin term for it? Let's start there. No, I don't know. Any okay, of that. that's right. <laughs> so, talk to people within the community. If that's not an option to you, then you've got other things that you can do to vet and do your best to keep yourself safe. So, like you. That's not the be all end all because let's say someone is new to the community and they want to break into it and they've never done something like this before. And they're like, I'm willing to learn. Could we learn together? Or, you know, can I learn from you what you want me to do? There's no way that you can vet and say, I need to talk to your previous partners. So what do you do in that case? <clears throat> you go to munches. You do. You, you stock them online for You stock them online. You go to munches. <laughs> There's usually a, a lot of social events. Yeah. That happen. And you can watch them Judge in character. person and see how they interact with people, mm-hmm. see how they treat people in real life. How yeah. those people that they play with treat them. Yep. But let's say that this is someone that 
has had no chance to do munches or anything like that. And it's going to be really awkward for you to invite them to go to a munch just so you can watch them interact with other people, right? Because how, how would you do that to suggest to them like, hey, if you've never done this before, you should go to a munch. I can't tell you when or where they're happening because maybe I haven't gone myself, but um, you should do that. And then I can watch you from afar like a creep. There's got to be other ways to like find out about that person, right? Yes. The answer is yes. The answer I'm looking for is yes. So that I can say there's questions that you can ask. It depends. Can you get a hold of their social security number? Yes. In this case, specifically, you can. <laughs> and you have the cell phone number for their FBI agent. I'm kidding. Are we talking background checks? You can do it. It wouldn't check. be it wouldn't be a horrible idea because if there's some like legit like domestic violence up in that absolutely. bitch, absolutely, absolutely, being able to see like, yo, dog, why are you hitting people? Absolutely, like outside of the realm of consent. Yes, thank you. Um, so there are several websites that you can do background checks on. Um, I can post some links. I how about this? I will post links in the descriptions for the podcast Dang, for that this was episode. Official, what you just said. Thank you. But Smash, like, share, and hit the bell for notifications. There are some that work off of sliding scales, too, that if you don't have a whole lot of money, you can throw in, like, a buck, or you can get them for free because maybe others have donated, so you can stay safe. Cool. And that goes for men and women. It, it goes both ways. This is, like, a genderless situation where you're just trying to protect yourself from the partners that you're playing with to make sure that this other person is going to be safe. So regardless of however you identify, you can keep yourself safe when you're finding new people. So what are some ways that we can mitigate the risks? A, meeting in public. So if you've met this person online, meeting them in a public place where there are other human beings around so that if anything happens, you're in a safe place. Watching for red flags where they're maybe trying to get you alone or making you feel uncomfortable in some way. If someone is like, oh, did you ever see that episode of Euphoria? We watched Euphoria. Yeah. So spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Euphoria yet. <laughs> this the Spoilers, no. That gave some stuff away. Um, the one where Nate Jacobs is going to meet Jewel. But Nate is pretending to be that whatever Tyler person mm -hmm. on the thing. He wants to meet up with her, but then chooses to do it in like a really private place. And that's like the worst option that you can do. So don't meet someone in the dark by yourself where there's no one else around. Tell people your location where you're going. Maybe... um have a friend that you share your location with on your phone and just say, I'm going to check in in an hour. And if you don't hear from me in an hour, call me. And if you don't hear a response from me, I'm in trouble. You know, there's ways to keep yourself safe when meeting people. And then safer, safer. Okay. That's fair. Um, and, and then don't, so don't assume that everything that comes out of their mouth is actual truth, but you know, at the same time, give, people some benefit of the doubt because not everyone is going to be an immediate liar just take it with a grain of salt and do your research see if their online persona is holding up to what they are saying that's coming out of their mouth if they have 
any kind of friends that would be willing to vouch for them. So don't rush the process either. Just, you know, as much time as it takes to feel safe with someone and, you know, don't feel bad if you've done all of the things that you possibly can do and researching and doing all of these vetting things to keep yourself safe and shit still goes wrong because not, not everyone is going to throw red flags easily enough for you to see. And sometimes when you see them and you ignore them, it's okay. It's okay. It's not your fault. <clears throat> I know this is probably not a solution for you. Oh no, what is it? But you can always pack a biscuit just in case fools a sucker too. A biscuit? You gonna throw a cookie at it? <laughs> no, no, like a Glock nine millimeter. Oh, for like fuck's a biscuit. sake! It was the way I said it. A biscuit. Oh, okay. Sorry, I gotta say yeah, it a little a more bis- thug. Not a biscuit. A biscuit. Do you want me to bring some tea too? <laughs> yeah, and ask some hard questions. Yeah, <laughs> that's a solution for sure. I'm kidding, of course. Don't fucking do that, yeah. people. Uh, one of my other favorite, um, would this be a litmus test? Uh, have your friends meet this person? Because I will tell you what, the amount of times that I have met a friend's partner and been like, no, no, absolutely not. This is not a good situation. And yeah. then they date that person and then listen if you have friends that like multiple friends are coming unconnected and saying like this is a bad situation for you the person for you why are you doing this Mm -hmm. don't lean into that person harder yeah and then marry them (laughs) reason for all of those people unconnected coming and being like yo this feels bad yeah so there's some real power in that and it, it, maybe it's just one friend that has like a really shitty view of it or a, a shitty opinion of it. But if you've got multiple people that are like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know if that's a good person for you. Don't shake that off and just be like, I know what's best for me. Fuck you guys. And then ignore them and continue to do the thing. And then wonder why there's consequences in the end. Usually a third party, an outside view is going to be able to provide you some insight that you might be wearing rose-colored glasses and miss those red flags. So there's another really good way to vet someone. See if they're, see if your friends will pass them. If your mom hates them, it's a no-go. Unless your mom's shitty. Unless you're no contact or nearly no (laughs) contact with your mom, then probably they're good to go. Yeah. So, you know, strike that one from the record. That's not a good way to tell it all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not your mother. But listen to your gut. If your gut is telling you, too, that there's something that feels off about it, don't do it. Yeah, literally cut your belly open and pull your guts out and then have a conversation with it. Make a magic eight ball with your intestines (laughs) and say. Mm. You got to be quick, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, you'll bleed out. (sighs) But it's good times. If, if you feel like there's something that's a little bit off, you don't need to, even if it's just like one thing that's just kind of nagging at you. Like that, the conversation that I was having with that dude that I read just a little bit ago, there is nothing outwardly wrong with what he said. There is nothing outwardly problematic. It is just 
off my gut feeling. I don't like the way that he phrased those things and I have reasons for it. We're doing phrasing in 2023. Archer was started it off and we're What did I say that was phrasing? What you said, he phrased it. It was just didn't like the way he phrased it. It Oh, okay. Not you. Wow, defensive much? What do you got? I thought you were going to go phrasing, you know. Yeah. No, I was a weird iteration of the joke. Okay. I got it. It was a different. That was the second time I said iteration. Yeah, hold on. I want to find Vocabulary is fire today. Easy as Uncle Charlie, you might say. Are we not saying phrasing anymore? So, yeah, phrasing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, in the way that he presented it, it just didn't sit right with me. So I said, no, thanks. Not, not something that I am really going to try to pursue with you. And, like, maybe that works for someone else. Maybe that meets someone else's okay list, but for me, that didn't work. So I trusted my gut on it, and I'm no longer doing a thing. So there are questions that you can ask in order for you to vet someone for kink play. I think the important part, too, is to have established expectations and standards for yourself before. Otherwise, what are you vetting against? Like... You know, like if somebody says, no, I don't have any references and no, I don't have any one that I talk to anymore that I've done this with and you don't have the standard that you're like, yeah, no, sorry, that's a that's an immediate no for me. Mm-hmm. Then you can vet all you want and you just let the thing happen. Right. Right. So right. I think establishing those things. What are your boundaries? What are your bare minimums? What where's your bar? Where do people need to meet your level of acceptable risk? Risk. So some questions, that, and I have found several websites that have great suggestions, and I can compile these all onto an Excel spreadsheet. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Who's got time for that? Mm-hmm. You can go basic questions. How old are you? Where are you from? How do you identify? Are you a dom, a sub, a switch? You know, what? how much experience do you have? What are you into? Those are really great ways to warm up and prime the conversation. You can ask, what are your limits? What form of BDSM do you practice? Or are you looking for a relationship instead? Um, you can say, you know, are, are you wanting single or a multiple partner situation? Find out if they are... Um, a sub to other doms, find out if they are a dom to other subs. Do they do real life? Do they do online only? Are they active in the local community? That's one of my favorite ways to kind of like suss some stuff out here is to say, you know, have you been to any munches? And if they go, what's a munch? Then I go, okay, you, you don't, you don't have the experience that I'm looking for. He's like, yeah, sorry, we're starting you off at minimum wage and we're going to need a bachelor's degree, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) How fast can you type? (laughs) How fast can you type? Um, Ask them, what are your views on safe words? A quick, easy way to kind of decipher where someone is at with their education level in this stuff is asking them, do you know what R-A-C-K stands for? And R-A-C-K is risk aware Consensual kink. Consensual kink. If they don't know what that stands for, it's different. I see a lot of people put on their profiles too, GGG, which is 
good game and giving, I believe. Um, but SSC is another one, but I think that SSC is a little more outdated. Um, SSC is, what is it? Safe, sane, and consensual. <sighs> sane so, is a, a problematic. Yeah, seed, yeah. You know, so then that's where it's kind of shifted over into risk aware so that you, you know that no kink is truly safe. So that's, again, where safe, sane, and consensual is like, <sighs> risk aware is, I know that there's risks involved with this. I'm consenting, so on and so forth. Yeah. Things progress. New information gets added to the scenario, yeah. and then you adjust. And you adjust, yeah. So, yeah, GGG is good giving end game. Um, but that is, that's not kink specific. That's not letting people know that you are a practitioner of consensual kinks yeah that can be, might as, that could just be like dtf yeah that's kind of what that I'm is i'm nice and i'm down to fuck yeah is basically what that yes not specific enough people specificity is the soul, soul of, of narrative and assessing risks mm-hmm, that too <laughs> see I've, i'm it's evolving Mm-hmm. You are evolving. I know. It's awesome. It's become sentient. You can ask if they're a sadist or a masochist, if they're into pain stuff, and into to what degree? pain play, and to what degree. Um, you can get even further into it and say, you know, what are some pro- common protocols that they expect? There are some DOMs that do high protocol. I don't know how to scenes because some of it, if it, if you're doing like a 24 seven dynamic, then that's not, it's like a 24 seven scene, but protocol is where you, how do I summarize that really quickly? I don't think that I can. High protocol is a set of rules that are like deemed acceptable behavior for submissives. And some of it is really high level. And then there's other levels that are just sort of like these are the expectations for subs yeah pedantry with consequences pedantry um and then you can ask for examples of what kind of punishments if, if it's a dom that you're vetting we you know what punishments are they into <laughs> i don't want to say into what punishments do they use is that something that is going to work for your style as a submissive or you know, as a dom, you can ask your subs what are punishments at work for you. I guess that kind of goes into negotiations. This right. is this is bleeding into negotiations, which we have. We're trying not to just do nego- negotiations every other episode. Yeah, negotiations are super important they're, and all that, but like so important. We do talk about it so However. much. However, more questions that you can ask. How did you learn about BDSM? That is one of my favorites. Is like, what's your kink story? How did you get involved in this? Oh, find out if they're monogamous or if they're polyamorous is a really good one. So again, kind of going into asking them how many other subs are playing with, how many other doms are playing with, figuring out if there's a limit on that. If you're doing just like a straight up relationship with this person and if, if it's going to be just a play partnership, and not a romantic relationship involved, too. I think we're negotiating again. You should still ask while you're vetting what they're going to be into. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I will totally. straight up ask people. And then you re-ask. So you're going to go over some of these things are going to be redundant. Like we want you to submit a resume, but then we also want you to fill out basically the same information on this, this uh, online survey. Online application. Online application. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, I don't apply for many jobs. I've been you don't. Piece um, of self-employed shit for most of my life. Yeah. This website, kinkycuriosity.com has, uh, sorry, that what you said just settled in with me. I, I often will say yeah to you, and then it doesn't hit me until a little <laughs> bit know, later. No, yeah, no, you yeah. just patronize me most of the time. I I'm do, aware. yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking kinkycuriosity.com has, <laughs> has some stuff on vetting, and so some of their questions... Tell me five things that make you angry and how do you handle being angry? Mm-hmm. What is someone like when they're that, genuinely pissed off that about something? Tips, That's, whew. That, that tips a rage addict off balance a little bit right away. Huh? Like, oh, the, you're going to make me talk about the quiet part. I don't get mad. <laughs> I don't get mad. I'm a centrist when it comes to anger. Uh-huh, yeah. No, you're not. I'm very zen. I don't ever say. get angry. I would be so scared of someone if they said, I don't ever get angry. I, I don't really get angry would like red flag me so hard. Um, tell anger, me about anger is one of my most powerful tools and motivators. Yeah, it is. Given that you harness it in the correct ways. When sometimes. Yeah. When it, when you have outbursts, then that's when it's a little bit different, but like you, it would be interesting to ask someone, you know, like what are your outbursts? Like, <laughs> yeah no shit i don't give i don't give two fucks i am so down to ask someone what, I wanna, is, I what does an angry to, outburst look like for you and just straight face just like no laughing no smiling about it and just you know like, what, what that's that fucking like? it right that you're cracking the code and dating too you gotta look right into their eyes too and ask it just be like, yeah. just be like i need what you, you need to preference it too i need you to make direct eye contact with me <laughs> right now <laughs> and I need you to tell me, what does your little baby bitch tantrum look like? <laughs> you can ask them about their last couple of dynamics and how and why the relationships ended. Ask them what their thoughts are on aftercare, kind of like what I did with that dude. I'd find out, see, the, what I'm looking for is like straight up red flags so that I can immediately eliminate them. But <laughs> you don't have to take my approach to things. No, if I think that is the approach. That's the responsible approach. I don't know if that's the advice that I want to put out there for people, but like, no, it, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I just don't want to feel like I am trying to convince people to do things your way, my way. But listen, listen assess <laughs> listen. your own level of risk. But if you were like Bird, who has suffered at the hands of fucking people who you d- you're not willing to, and if you're tired of shit, take a lot of risk when it comes to this. But it's kind of like the me. episode that I did on the dating apps, where I was like, "Here's my immediate swipe lefts, and here's my handful of swipe rights." You know, like this is how I deduce who I'm going to be actually connecting with and trying to have conversations with, and then from there, I just get more picky i'm like i'll sit this out i don't give a shit i'm not impress me dance you fucking pigs dance monkeys yeah but i'm not desperately seeking so i'm willing to kind of sit with it and see if there is better options out there however i know that it can get very lonely if you've been doing this for a long time and you're like fuck it yeah i'm gonna i will settle i don't care 
I'll, so there's I'll the, deal with that's it. sort of the main piece of advice then can also be try to find some ways to content yourself and be comfortable mm-hmm. where you're at so that you're not seeking desperately. Yes, 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 yes. That probably my favorite piece of advice that I think that you've ever offered to this podcast. Really? Yeah, nicely done. I would like to see a statistic on how many times rushing into a scenario with a man was the answer to <laughs> had a positive impact had on positive somebody outcome. who was who was sort of kind of like desperately seeking mm-hmm. something from that situation. I would also like to see the statistics on that. That would be great. So if someone wants to compile that and send it on over, because damn. Um, okay, let's see. What else? Oh, oh, I I have loved some of these questions myself, and I have asked them inadvertently without realizing that they are part of good common practices. But I like to ask people, what are your favorite scenes that you've done? And or what is a dream scene that you've always wanted to do, but you haven't done yet? So even if someone has not gotten involved in kink quite yet, you can kind of say like, what would you really, really, really want to do? Not necessarily with me, just like in general. What is a, a scene that you've always been down for? Like, uh, senior for you, what would be a dream scene for you? <clears throat> I want to dress up like a gorilla. I fucking hate you. And then I want to do, but I want to do the like. I'm uh, leaving you. I want to do sort of like, I know she hates primates, which is something you need to talk to your therapist about for sure. I Because there's something fucking weird going on with that with it's you. It's not. It is for sure. It, People are do allowed you want, to have do phobias. Do you want my fucking dream scene or not? Do you want to fucking talk about you some no, more? No, I do. I do want to hear what you have to say, but I'm going to go back and say people are absolutely valid in having phobias, yeah. even ones that you deem nonsensical. It's like hating. Oh, you know what? It's fine. You could be no contact with your ancestors. That's fine. I take it back. Oh, my God. All right, psychopath. Let's go. Let's hear about your ape I suit. Want, I want to dress up. Uh-huh. Then like a King Kong suit. I'm going to kink shame you right now. <laughs> Fine. Go. I don't give a fuck. Go. I don't need your approval Dress to be fucking who I am. I want to recreate the the old school King Kong movie scene where you're like tied up and we and maybe like construct a little mini Eiffel Tower. <laughs> you, know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. The damsel in distress. Yeah. There's some ropes involved. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have you tie me to a fucking train track. We can an have active some, we train can have track. Someone fly around some like remote control helicopters and airplanes and mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will say that when I was younger, I wanted to do a date with someone. This was always like a goal because I was trying to think of like unique dates to do with someone. Set up like a cereal city, like a cardboard box, cereal box city. Mm-hmm. And then play King Kong and smash the city and yeah. just like be silly and goofy there, and like like you have a primal kink. I could do that. Not a primate <laughs> kink. <laughs> I know, sake, but what man. is more primal than no? Like a let's not. You're gonna ruin this for me. Smashing I'm fucking I'm smashing buildings stop. and throwing. Stop. Come on, it ain't it? All right. Well, I'm taking applications. For my King Kong sold. Anybody who would like to send us an email. Pray King Kong reenactment. Drinks and kinks pod <laughs> at Gmail. Fuck. 
Yeah, you're going to be so jealous when this kicks off, just pops off so good. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to be super jealous. (laughs) I'm going to make you look at... the poor person that has to put up with your fucking gorilla suit. (laughs) Super hella jelly. Oh, my God. All right. So, I like asking about, you know, what are your scenes that you really want to do? I mean, you should just be asking everyone that you run into that question. (laughs) I feel feel like that's not bad. Um, What I have like a list that I keep on my phone that depending on. You have, let's be honest about the amount of fucking lists you have on your phone. Don't fuck with my autism, okay? I have, hold on. Let me pull up my list. In case you wonder if Brett has that tism riz. <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I have a, a want to do list, but depending on. <laughs> Stop. Fuck you. <laughs> depending on who it is that I'm talking to and what level I'm willing to like really open up with them. I may give them detailed scenes but do you guys want to hear? Do you want to hear one of my detailed scenes, dream scenes? No, after the way you fucking talked about my King Kong primal ropes reenactment, <laughs> fuck you and your fucking dream scene. You okay. can eat, suck a fart out of my ass. All right, fair. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. I would love to hear that. Okay. Maybe I should do my top three. <laughs> Why don't you do one? Well, we much? could probably do a whole episode. Do one. Do one. Do one? And then we'll save it. How many you got on this list? A lot. How many? T- <laughs> you You're a degenerate. I know. I have a lot. Uh, I do one. Okay. Your worst one. My worst one? Yeah. Save the good ones for later. Don't give these people what they want okay. so easily like that. Well, then, then my most like simplistic one is just pitch black darkness, like a room with no lights on, no windows that are bringing in any light maybe in the dark or whatever and then just like essentially doing a hide and seek game and one person is trying to get away from the other the sub is trying to i'm trying to get away from the dom and quietly trying to get around and then like you know you accidentally like find each other or whatever and then it just turns into this like it devolves into just like biting is there biting yeah there's a lot of like scratching yeah yeah can i like grab you by the mouth Oh. Like thumb inside the mouth? Well, I... No. Is that how I can, like, I can catch you? Like, are you fish hooking like me? I'm not fish hooking no, you. No, I don't want to be fish hooked. I'm not going to fish situation. hook you. I'm not, I'm not talking about grabbing you are up Are you like talking a about the pack? one picture that I showed yeah. you that one time? That is not what that is. That's a very, like, gentle... Yeah. Hold from under the chin and insert Duh. your thumb well obviously that doesn't that doesn't go into like the desperation i'll suck my thumb little baby i mean yes but that doesn't come into play in this particular situation like i'm Fine. glad that you really okay, want to do that because i think that's fucking hot and i totally okay i'll suck your fingers all day long however <laughs> this Good. particular situation that comes across as like can i grab you by the mouth and i'm like I'm no in the dark. That's not how this is going to, this is more of like a slow, gentle. And then like, once we find each other, I think you're going off a little bit. That was mean. (laughs) Listeners. This (sighs) is called a defense. If anyone wants to, uh, write in and tell senior that he was. Okay. One more. That one was, that one was pretty short. I, I, but I told you, you told me to pick like the, the most boring. I'm I'm in control here. Okay. Okay. 
So, so do wh- another. One of my primal ones. Yeah. Would that be a little yeah, bit do a more on, on par? Damn, though? you do have a lot on that list. Fuck you. <laughs> Don't I just look. saw the scroll. <laughs> that wasn't a single thumb scroll, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you got time. You aren't just bed rotting. No, I have a, I have bed a very plotting. creative imagination. <laughs> You're bed plotting. I'm bed plotting. Okay, go ahead. I have one in particular where I get blindfolded and I'm in like a little skimpy outfit. You like the blindfolding. I love the blindfolding. I get blindfolded, driven out to a location in the woods. Maybe not like totally wooded. It could be like semi. There's some like trees. Driven out to the suburbs. No. (laughs) Do you want to hear this or not? You're ruining my life. I know. I'm just, I'm fucking, I'm really clicking with myself. You're (laughs) serious. Okay, go go ahead. So I get driven out to the woods. Blindfold gets taken off. I get whispered in the ear, run. Oh, yeah. And then I get like a two or three minute heads heads up, head start. With the blindfold on? No, no, no. Blindfold gets taken off. Okay. Run gets whispered in my ear. And then I get a couple minutes head start. And then I get hunted down. What can I help? Can I help you? I'm excited about this. <laughs> Can you edit that? Because it sure. needs to be run. But if you fucking look at me, I'm going to kill you. Oh, well, you can do that too. You because can, if you I can. take because if the blindfold comes off of you and you just look at me and you're like, you're just a fucking goofy dude that I fucking spend all my time with. I will be wearing a mask and it will be fucking horrifying. Okay. So you're, you're changing this a little bit, but Okay. Fine. Okay, go ahead. You know I like the masks anyway, so that's good. It it doesn't necessarily have to be like you're the goofy motherfucker that I live on a, with on a regular basis, and I have no respect for you or your weird feet. Like I don't <laughs> <laughs> weird feet. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be like. Listen, that. Frodo Baggins would <laughs> fucking appreciate my feet. All right, <laughs> they're good, solid feet. <laughs> But I'm also taking applications for a new co-host. I'm taking this is mine. <laughs> this belongs to me now. You're out. Good Weird luck. Fucking feet. Yeah. So it it doesn't necessarily have to come down to like don't turn and look at me because in that situation we will have negotiated. I probably yes. it doesn't matter if I, I know. turn and look at you anyway. The whole point of it is... Are we just going to do what you want to do? Are you going to let me say my dreams and hopes here or not? because that just sounds like we're just going to do what you want to do all the time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's not a collaboration. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. No, you're right. You know what, in all fairness, I have 100% deserve this. <laughs> okay. Why, for saying I got weird feet? Do you want to let me finish? No, because I was making fun of your gorilla suit. Thank you for this, acknowledging that. Now welcome. we can move on. I can... Now, you after let it you... let go? You're now, still talking. <laughs> you're still talking. The best part about my gorilla costume is I won't need the foot part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. My feet are perfectly normal, folks. 
I'll post pics on the Instagram. Wait. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon. Okay. Go ahead. Now that you've acknowledged that and you have apologized very sincerely and I've felt it. I felt it. Okay. Now I can seriously. Now we can move on with our lives. Now I can seriously hear your hopes and dreams. Okay. So uh, now I take off running and I'm getting hunted down. And I get captured and ravaged. I love that word, by the way. It's one of my favorite word words. And my next favorite word in the whole world, devoured. Oh. And then it turns into a fighting off primal CNC scene. So you're going to let it happen at first? No, I'm going to do my damnedest to not get caught. Okay. And I'm going to hide and like try to like get away and stuff. And you know me, I'm not a runner. I'm not a track star. So I ain't going very far. Which is good for me. Which is great for you. <laughs> <laughs> and your feet. <laughs> and I'm very dangerous over short distances. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a rhinoceros. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look like a rhinoceros running <laughs> through the woods, too. With your horn? Yep, my horn just right out Leading front. Away. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, and then once once I can manage to, like, not be easily caught, I'm going to put up a little bit of a fight with it. And then get ravished. Are you going to, like, submit? Like, you're going to, like, surrender at a certain point? Yeah, that's that's kind of the fun in it is like, okay. oh, oh, wait, you're you're not going to kill me. Oh, maybe I, you know, like I can kind of turn it into this like seduction thing where I'm like, oh, maybe I can convince him to not kill me because. Oh, but that's going to that it touches into a whole other like scene that I want to do. So but there but that's the gist of it. And then, you know, devour. <laughs> it's the best word. OK. All right. Nice. Yeah, that's all I have for you. So Should we add a new segment? Maybe that's a segment. Dream of scenes? We're dream supposed to do toys people, too. Oh, people could even fucking message us their dream scenes after we get through with our fuck. I mean, I got like one or two. You got like one or two terabytes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a great fucking, that's a fucking good idea. I, I know. It's also a great idea because we were supposed to be doing the toys sampling the toys every week and we still haven't even done that yeah but the dream scenes is better because then, then that's other people doing most of the work <laughs> <laughs> which i prefer at all times all right getting back to vetting all right because i'm bored of that but th- 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 I listen. I can only spice up your fucking Ferris Bueller style. It is monologue oh my so God. much here. This starts. Well, to then be, you stop talking. Starts to become real taxing. Let me go ahead and just put you on mute. I'm gonna have a nap. I'm gonna mute your microphone. You're not muting. It. You're, You're not. Okay, <laughs> let me finish my list. It's three thirty. <laughs> <laughs> You're leaving that in. Right. Which list? Because this we could be here for fucking weeks. Stop. There are people out there that love my lists. (laughs) Maybe. What are you on? Like a a Reddit? Like Listaholics? It it's my OnlyFans. Bird lists. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. So ask people about their favorite scenes and see what happens with that 
conversation. Good luck um, and best wishes and let us know how that goes. Ask them what their favorite tools and toys are and then red flag warning for any cis-hetero man that tells you that um, he won't use toys because he feels like they are a threat to him in the bedroom. Red flag. Immediate no. Immediate no. Instantly no. Senior, do you want to tell us why? Remember when I talked about how I like for other people and things to do the work at all times? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's leverage. It's to your advantage, it, my God. It is to your advantage. Like, it's not a slight against you. It's not a slight against you. Also, a fucking vibrator ain't going to fuck up and come too quick. <laughs> you know what? Not wrong. So ease it. So fucking let, do, do, be strategic, yo. Yeah. Toys are your friends. Be strategic. Yeah. Okay, so okay, go ahead. List. Ask them what their favorite tools and toys or implements are, and you can ask them too. Like, how did you learn to use them? I love the answer that someone else has used it on me, and that's how I learned to use this object, or that they've taken a class, or that they have done extensive training in some capacity. Like maybe they've gone to seminars or they maybe they learned at king fest right like finding out how they learn to use these implements rather than like oh i watched a video on youtube or i watch a lot of porn uh this that would be a red flag for me um i would also recommend asking people if they like to drink before playing because that is a no-no uh, uh don't do the substances before you play G granted to each their own. And there are some people out your there. Your preference. Per performance Personally, enhancing. Personally, your preferences do not be using them substances. It really is not a good idea. And if someone is using that exclusively or that is mandatory on their end to, yes, let's have a couple bottles of wine before we play, you know, like it's, it's, that's, don't do that. Especially first time. Don't, don't fuck yourself up <laughs> before you play with someone. What are we playing? Let's fucking get alcohol poisoning and puke on each other's junk. <laughs> <laughs> A couple bottles of wine. Oh. Um, have you ever had to deal with someone who went into subspace or dom space? And then how do you handle drop? And if they don't know what drop is or what subspace or dom space is, Maybe take a quick pause and reassess. <laughs> I, I again say this from my own standards. Don't be ashamed to like educate people on this stuff and then, you know, work with them on this. I, I don't want to come across as like super elitist, but I do have enough information now that I'm armed and prepared and like we've have also, standards. We've also addressed that you are operating within your acceptable level of risk. Yeah. Another person might be like, yo, this this Dom doesn't know what drop is. I'm going to tell them that. Yeah. And that might be something that they're like, okay, I think I feel like I've let this person know. Fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. And that's their preference. It's everybody's own preference. Yes. Agreed. And another great question is asking about STD, STI testing. And how often they do it? When was the last time that they were tested? Are they okay with getting tested before you guys play together? I 100% will rule someone out if they say, oh, it's been a while. 
sure I can do it. And then they pressure you into being physical without getting that test done. That is high manipulation in my opinion. And I will not play with people who do stuff like that and try to get me to do stuff without showing me that they've been Certain recently making right. out, I guess is fine. I don't know. I just feel like if, if you can't be honest and communicate with me about what your risk level is, mm. who you're playing with, who you have been playing with recently. Yeah. Like I want to know what my risks are. Yeah. I mean, if somebody says, Oh, I have, you know, a dozen people that I'm actively playing with, including some type of swapping of fluids. That person's more risky than somebody who's like, oh, I have one person that I play with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Statistically. That, that is true. I will give you credit for that. I still would rather have someone be like, yeah, I'm going to go get tested and I'm going to email yeah. you the results or I'm going to text you the yeah. results because I don't know. It, I just would rather have that than. It's not hard. Even in a country with really terrible health care like we live in. Yeah. It's not. It's not that hard. It's you can go to hard. Planned Parenthood and get tests pretty easy and be it, all that is doing is just reassuring me that you give a shit about me as a person and care about my safety and well-being just as much as you care about your own safety and well-being you know what else is really a great question to ask huh is pee stored in the balls <laughs> you're not wrong i mean if they think that pee stored in the balls like you is that you a red flag ask them how many holes does a woman's nether region have and if they say Ooh. one then you're that's a red flag do you judge someone if they refer to if they don't their, know that they urethra as a vagina versus a vulva no not no because most women don't even know that no well no, i'm not gonna say most no, because I, I did not know many. the correct terminology. So, yeah, there is there is a shocking amount of the, the education system here is. What did we read? How you like it? No. Uh, Come as you are. Come as you are, I think, is yeah. is the one. Yeah. Right. yeah. <clears throat> but that's part of the reason that we're doing the podcast. P it, is not stored in the balls. He's not stored in the balls. <laughs> um, there is also a urethra down there. The. Babies, the poop and the pee don't all come out of the same one hole. <laughs> you laugh. Uh, you laugh. There are so many people out there that don't realize. Okay. All right. I'll I take it back. If, if you don't you know, pose the question, if you don't know, I'm not shaming. If you, if you pose the question from a cis, I don't want to say hetero, but from a cis woman's point of view and you ask a man, how does one pee with a tampon in and they say you can't you have to take the tampon out <laughs> i'm sorry run you can't run. run run okay so more things to assess one of my other favorite questions to ask is what's a difficult scene or what is the most difficult scene you've ever done and what did you learn from it if someone says i've never had one i would be kind of concerned about why they haven't had a difficult scene. I feel like anybody who has done any kind of scenes and has like a little bit of experience with it is going to say this one in particular was really challenging for me. I wasn't up for it or maybe 
Um, there was something were some, awkward happened. Yeah, there, there should was be some. some there should things. be something to respond to. Just even that, like, yeah. or you know, oh, I was really nervous this one time. You know, like, yeah, I, my first scene ever. It was really difficult for me because I was so scared about how hard to hit. Like, you know, there's like so they're, they're so either many ways. really really bad at it. Yeah, they're dishonest. Yeah. about it, or or they don't have the experience. Yeah, that goes along with it because I, I feel like anyone who's done. All three of them are like a meh, meh. Yeah. No, thank you. Not for me. Yeah. The dishonesty for sure. Spend a whole day with someone. Get to know them. I, I'm going to say a full 24 hours because one of the red flags that I had with my abuser was <laughs> spending 24 hours with this person and he pretended like he didn't just go take a shit in the bathroom and I was like, hey, you he also pretended like he didn't have his last name tattooed on him like a tramp stamp. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, but when I when I said, you know, like, you don't have to be ashamed. It's OK. Everybody poops. And he was like, I didn't shit. You're like pulling out the baby book. Yeah. The toddler book. Everybody poops. Everybody it's poops, okay, dude. Grown it's OK. Man. You don't have to hide that from me when we're around each other for 24 hours. At some point, you are going to have to defecate in my presence. And, you know, when we're sharing a room together, I'm like, how, why would you try to lie to that? I struggled to not offer every time if somebody wants to come check it out. Oh, you're like, look <laughs> it. I'm really proud of this. Look one. what I did. Look how long this one Looks is. Looks like a fucking candy cane. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but. It, when you spend a full 24 hours with someone like that and spend an overnight with them and and see who they really are, like what happens when they get really, really hungry? Do they get hangry? Do they get cranky if they don't get fed? How does their attitude change? And that was yeah. some of the stuff that I should have taken into consideration way sooner with this person. But by all means, I had to learn it at, at some point. You, you have so much on the line when you make yourself vulnerable to do kink with people, especially like if you're getting tied up or hit in whatever way it is within your best interest to know how are they going to handle uncomfortable situations so that it kind of goes back into like, what do you do when you're angry? What do you do when you're hungry and cranky? What bad, do you, what bad do you do? People when, likely can only fucking mask it for, so, for long. so long. Exactly. Continuously. And the sooner you find that out, the easier it is to remove yourself from the situation before you get emotionally invested. And then 10 years down the road, you're like, holy shit, why am I still here? This person is horrible. Ask them about their punishments. You know, this website here, beautifullybound.com has a really great list that you can check out too. I'll put a link for that up as well. What is the most elaborate or most difficult punishment you've ever given? Why did you give it? What did it accomplish? And what did you learn from it? What would you have done differently next time? Do you distinguish between discipline and punishment? And if so, how? I think that that's especially important for people that are stepping into daddy dom little situation, mommy dom littles. I say daddy a lot mostly because that is what I have experience with. So anybody who's just like, Jesus, she's stuck on the men folk. It's because that's well, that's my kink language i guess we all operate from the for the most part from the perspective that we embody yeah and that's okay yeah so asking about their 
safety philosophy, you know, that going back into the safe, sane, consensual SSC, there is one listed on this website too that says responsible, respectful, and trusting. And then there's That's better than SSC. Yeah. And then the risk aware consensual kink. Which one do they follow? You know, is there something else that they go by? Do they have another system that an, an analogy? No, an anagram? Soliloquy. Soliloquy. Synonym. Soliloquy. It's a beautiful word. <laughs> it's like voluptuous. Voluptuous. What else? Let's go back. Let's do a different list. This is fucking boring. Oh my God. You're mean to me. I mean, I want one of your original lists. This is lame. I, I don't have any particular. Let's list do, list. let's do more funny. Ha ha. Oh my God. <laughs> funny. Ha ha. Fun. List bad. Okay. Anyway, is my, there is there anything else that you're like really want to hit there? Because we can give this the link. No, I'm I'm definitely I'm not hitting all of these, but there are some in here. So like right. talking about you know safe words and stuff. If they say I I don't use safe words, you can go ahead and just roll this person out like immediately, right? <laughs> it's I'm gonna roll pretty simple. It back. Um, if you ask them, you know, what are your limits, and they say I don't have any limits. Red flag, run away, do not participate. That's that's a bad sign. Or I don't recognize other people's limits. It kind yeah, of goes I mean, back you should into, at least be able to say like, yo, I don't want you to shoot me in the head or drain the pee out of my balls. Yes. Like something, anything, like even if it's, drain please don't, out of my balls. please don't blow up a fucking fertilizer bomb in my grandma's pool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Or drain the pee out of my balls. <laughs> I would also ask them about sex and what their stance is on sex and orgasms. And if that is like a requirement for kink play with them, because I've said this several times, kink is not necessarily about sex. So if that is not something that you want to have be a part of your play, Make sure that, or maybe that's the thing that you're looking for the most. Make sure that that's something that you're asking as you're getting to know this person. But I think that I can move away from these lists now and say, like, how do you go from vetting into negotiations, right? And not to talk too much about negotiations because we've done that in several other episodes and I'm sure that we're going to have much more conversations regarding yeah. negotiations because so, they're, they're important so the vetting is reaching a point in which you feel reasonably trust like this person is reasonably trustworthy based on the due diligence you've done and you're moving into specifically what are we going to do now that i trust you yes exactly thank you very well said so then you can do your negotiations and talk about scenes that you want to do together what are the limits for the scenes the safe words and all of those good things but making sure you have that solid base of this is how I trust you. These are all the things that I found out about you. I am very aware of the risk that I'm taking. Oh, rack. Thank you. That tux you wore at high school prom. Whack, bro. Whack. But doesn't Super mean. Super whack. But I appreciated I the hover you. hand. Oh, the Keanu Reeves. I appreciated the, you know. Go back to some prom photos if you can. And if there, if he's got a hover hand going on that prom photo. Or is he being inappropriate? It's it's the men that I wear. <laughs> I, I it's very always. I mean, rarely. listen, let's be honest. They're, we're fucking trash. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. I know that this has been like a rough ride. It always is. It this always is the is. world we live in. We, Sorry, yo. We've fucking had it our way for a long time and then we fucking deal with what we've done. Yeah. So sucks to suck. So it does suck to suck. But I, I think that that is how I would vet someone. Those are some of the questions that I would ask in order to feel comfortable. Those are some of the things that I'd be like, this is my boundary. I'm not going any further than this with you, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't have anything more to add other than there's plenty of websites that you can look for to ask the questions. I will post links. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's what I have. That's it. That's it. Do we want to do, we got a email that was really cool. I was going to move into a listener segment now. Okay. Yeah. We've gotten two that I, I really, really, really want to acknowledge. Um, I feel like at least the one that you showed me, like we talked about, like we've been fucking exhausted and burnt out and like husks. Yeah. And that this, that was this, a, the a one good you motivator. showed me in, in particular was just like, oh, fuck. Okay. You know what? Like yeah. it was, it gave me a little boost. It was really nice. So thank you, Rob. So Rob says, hello, my name is Rob. 39, he, him, heterosexual, vanilla, getting the courage to venture out. I don't have a suggestion, but I wanted to reach out and say that Drinks and Kinks has really uplifted me and significantly changed the trajectory of my life. Relatively recently, I went through a heart-wrenching divorce that nearly broke me. I've struggled with self-esteem and self-care most of my life. For those reasons and additional traumas I won't bother you with, I thought the exciting world of kink would forever be out of reach for me. In listening to your podcast, I've realized that I'm not alone in my experiences, thoughts, and emotions. Your messages have touched me on a human level and awakened my sexual soul. I want you to know the incredible service you're doing. Thank you very much. That's it like gives me chills. Yeah. That's so fucking it cool. It really was so touching to read. I've read through this several times. Yeah. And I can't tell you how much we appreciate that, Rob. That really does mean a lot uh, to me personally. I guess I'm speaking on your behalf yeah. too Sam, no I mean, like it's 100 i think that's the important thing there too is that we think the oftentimes the thing that we think is limiting us is the thing that makes us most suitable for that thing yeah yeah well done so thank you rob that that was really cool and that was the exact motivation that we needed to kind of like get back into this and push we do a lot of things yeah we do and do we, a lot of things we, do a lot of things yeah so this is like it takes a lot for us to peel up and but i also want to note too like that we're not doing this as a money maker like we don't run advertisements or anything like that we, we will though blue chew come on <laughs> come we, on we joke about like having a patreon or whatever but like as of recording this we don't have those things so this is not a source of income for us we're doing it because we love to do this and we love to talk about these things and i genuinely have a passion for sharing with other newcomers to this to make sure that people don't feel like it's gatekept we have another submission too that i want to talk about that this is from a couple of months ago and I've been wanting to do a specific, this person wrote in a couple different messages, but there's, there's a topic that I really want to get into based off of one of the submissions. Uh, so this one says, I'm a dom, but not by choice. I go into the dom position because people I care about want to be a sub. 
I've told you in the past what kind of dom relationships I'm in. They're not the normal type of relationships and most people wouldn't agree with them. I am normally a super vanilla person, but because I'm a big guy, the people around me want me to play that role. Listening to your show has helped me be a better dom for my submissive partners. And I just want to say thank you again. And that's Bruce. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Bruce. Thank you. I like this. It's I find it to be quite fun. Yeah. To like read some messages like that. I really, really, really love this. Send us messages. Yeah, send us messages that we can active, read out to you guys. Active community. Do we need a Discord? And if you don't want us to read it, we you need don't to make have a Discord. To. Bird's making a Discord. <laughs> Am I? You do it. This listen, you don't a podcast without a community is just fucking words. Okay. Okay, yeah. I don't see why not. I'll figure it out. It may take me a minute, but I'll figure it out. But yeah, if you don't want us to read your submissions, you can go ahead and just send us an email directly instead of using the form on the website. But I love this. I love to be able to read this out to people. And yeah. So all that being said, I don't have anything else. We had some really great listener submissions and that was my only real focus today was making sure that I got to those. Yeah. And then we had a great topic too. It's pretty good. Yeah. Anything else to add? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, that makes it easy then. Sure does. Yeah. Okay. Bird did not take one drink of this beer. That is not true. You I drink have been two drinking sips? off of it. No, that's not true. Look at ready. I drank one and 13 sixteenths. Are you shwasty? I'm not shwasty. I mean, it's a, it's a lager. It was 5%, but. Got a little buzz? Eh, why you want to go do it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's make a list about it. Okay, we'll make a list for sure. Okay. Yeah, we're not sure what we're talking about next time. No, I don't know what's on the agenda for next time. But we'll figure it out. I, I think... We got a list. I love... So the, part of the reason that we did the vetting episode today was because we had a listener reach out and say, what does that mean? What does vetting look like? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a really great point. I don't think that we've ever talked about that. And so if you guys have a suggestion where you're like, I don't understand. You said this term and I don't get what that is. Can you talk more about that? Give it to us. We'll we'll go back and cover something that has been mentioned. Because sometimes I forget that once you kind of know the term, you just yeah. start using it. And yeah, that's a great, it's a good thing to say. Fully happy to be humbled and be like, oh, we will yeah, address right. each of your questions individually All in a two concerns. hour segment full of smart assery. Yes. All of your concerns are very important to us here at the Drinks and Kinks podcast. They will be handled in a timely manner. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that did something for me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching too much sci-fi my entire life oh, for you to was? just do you, that. Do you know what I was channeling? Idiocracy. I know. I mean, I know, but it's just like the the robotic. Okay, we, all right. See ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we got to work something out. <laughs> uh, here's a fun fact about Bird. I used to... In the many places that I've worked at, I used to record voicemails for them so that it would be like, hello, and thank you for calling. We are unavailable, but if you would, you know, like. You have to stop that because you do this also like this doe-eyed <laughs> thing, like you check out <laughs> mentally. and it's. I do check out. I'm like. 
Can we just end the fucking podcast now, please? <laughs> King Kong reenactment just got fucking bumped down. <laughs> <laughs> Move on down the list, King Kong. <laughs> AI robot bird is fucking hot. It's the hot new. You know what? I'm not opposed. All right. Okay. All right, guys. <laughs> Anywho. All right. You can find us on... Uh, Find us upstairs I, doing some weird AI fucking role play kink shit in about 15 minutes. Y'all just watched that develop and didn't say anything, did you? God. Okay, so feel free to email us. We are drinksandkinkspod at gmail.com. Our website is drinksandkinks.squarespace.com. I also just found out recently that it's drinksandkinks.space. So apparently that's a whole website that I didn't realize that we had to so if you want to shorten it drinksandkinks.space uh, you can find us on FetLife we are drinkskinkspod Instagram we are drinksandkinks underscore pod you can subscribe to us pretty much anywhere that you listen to music Amazon Audible Stitcher Spotify Google Podcast iHeartRadio Overcast Pocket Cast all that good stuff feel free to leave us some reviews too I didn't realize it but I also really love reading the reviews that people leave for us as well so thank you to the people that have left reviews you know exactly who you are so yeah I think that's pretty much all I have if you want to leave us a voicemail I think there's a who cares whatever all right, I think that's pretty much all I have. Senior, that's it. Sorry, I've, I'm done as a person for now. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Stop. We do hope that you enjoy Would you your quit? stay. Fucking rhinoceros over here. <laughs> 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 all right, see ya. All right, stay sexy, kink responsibly. Bye, guys. was a Dr. Pepper. That was the wrong kind of DP for this. (laughs) Dr. Pepper on the laptop.